have you ever wondered what what why Portman Two is the word that it is? Portman? Portman Two. No. Portmanteau. I guess Portmanteau is the way it's pronounced. No, I've never wondered. It just seems like it should be a combination of two words. What is that's a, what a portmanteau is. What is a portmanteau? Motel. What? Yeah. Is that like... We, just whenever you take two words and shove them together? Yeah. It's a portmanteau. Uh, oh, okay. Got it. I thought you meant like portmanteau was a motel. No, no, no. Oh, I was so confused. Motel is a portmanteau. Got it. All right. Yeah, like when you just take you take some words and you put them together to make the new thing. Yeah. Uh, That's a portmanteau. But would, would people with two first names be a portmanteau? No. Damn it. How in the world would they be a portmanteau? Because they're two first names. It'd be like if somebody, a portmanteau of our names would be Justage. <laughs> Justage. Justage. Yeah, Tageston. I think Justage is cool. Justage sounds sludgy. Sludgy? Sludgy. Justage. Hmm. Justage. Sounds like it's hard to walk through a justage. I don't know. It sounds very judgy. Like it, it sounds like uh, kind of almost a little bit like a a, a character, a person of power. Justage. Yeah, bro. Justed to in my brain, justage sounds like they'd get trampled over. No, I was thinking Lord Justage. Lord kind of, Justage. Yeah. Interesting. Like a pomp, like a uh, what are those powdered wigs? Kind of okay. a piece of crap. Le- or lead uh, lead makeup. Dang gonna die early yeah for but, sure but looking good while you're going you know i just it just it sounds like the kid who steals from a bakery and gets caught <laughs> in an in a old medieval town <laughs> right yeah damn i don't know that just sounds so bad <laughs> dude it is really funny every time we bring up like um uh, med- medieval anime or something uh something with that effect and you always bring me back down to earth because i i see them and i i want to be a part of them i i oh that 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 would be so dope to live in like to live in a fantasy world like that and then you bring up the fact i don't want to take the luster out of it though do you enjoy the taste of uh, meat tasting like just meat and then uh bread being the hardest just bread sleeping on straw yeah but still keep keep the love and the luster for it. I I, I okay. don't mean I don't mean to I don't want it to be Justin <laughs> always makes everything not fun. No, 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 that, no. That's so sad. No, 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 no. I just it's just more of like a, a realistic attitude towards it. Because I mean you can still tell wonderful stories and stuff and great tales can come from that, but I don't think uh allowing someone to just idolize it and not even bringing up any of the downsides is Yeah. Yeah. It's always a weird thing when people say the, I was born in the wrong era. Oh you know God. how people do yeah. that? Oh, I was born in the wrong era. Look at the fashion in the 1920s. What about everything else in the 1920s? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You can still wear those clothes today if you feel like it. They're yeah. clothes. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Wear the makeup you want that's similar to that. I bet you can have it delivered to you by tomorrow from Amazon. Yeah, and you're healthy because you have medicine that keeps you going. Yep, and you uh, you don't have to worry about getting uh, smacked by your husband and then all the neighbors just going, well, maybe shouldn't have talked back. Huh? What, did you, what were you doing? Yeah. Did you uh, not cook the lasagna correctly? Lasagna? Dude. Also, no. Listen. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen too many history books that are like, so they had lasagna. Dude, have you actually, speaking of food through history. Give it to me. There's, and I can't, I can't right now off the top of my head tell you exactly where this is from. 
or what era it was, but there there were multiple times in history where the food was atrocious. Like like the recipes that they had decided to make were terrible. Bologna cake. Oh God. <laughs> so visceral bro so visceral so imagine imagine you go to somebody's house this is this is a a little a little past the industrialization of england right Uh you go to somebody's place and they put out a bowl in front of you and if you had ambrosia it's jello with whipped cream and and a fruit in it all oh, mixed yeah. together. Yeah. Add tuna. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, people were just going nuts with sugar. They're just like, okay, so we're gonna have a steak and crust it with sugar for a little bit. Ugh. And then add tea. Yeah. Just the weirdest of things. I, I did learn about uh I think I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but I did learn about sugar and how it was used back in the day that when people uh, higher end households got uh, sugar, and this was during the time period that second floors were being added to houses. It was like that era. Um, and so uh, higher up, people would get massive blocks of sugar. And then you'd have cooks in your house make just regular things shaped like sugar. Uh, sorry, shaped like it, but tastes like sugar. Like at the end of the night, you ate a meal of like bread and meat. That's what you do. And then, Sounds good. And then, of course, no flavors coming out. And then... All right, let's give them a little bit of credit. You got, you got, you got you, you're you're higher up, and you know you you have some you have some nice guests over. You gotta you gotta impress, and so you stick around. I have a bit of a, uh, a treat for you. And they're like, oh, what what is it, Marion? Bring out the sugar. Bring out the fish. Yeah, and it's just a sh- fish yeah. sugar. Yeah, and so, but apparently they were really good at shaping uh, the the cooks, or or the they said usually it would be like the maids that would do it would shave the sugar into shapes of food that they just ate. So they'd come out with like bacon strips. <laughs> they'd come out with like an egg that was it was like a un, like a, a hard boiled egg, not hard boiled egg, um, uh, probably like a sunny side up or whatever. And then they just it's just sugar. It's just shaped like an egg. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that blew my mind. So that was the tastiest thing ever. They pretty bland taste wise. The only thing they know is natural foods. They don't really have spices and stuff too much. Well, let's yeah, and be, spices let's be, weren't invented. I let's know. Be, let's be careful and about so, saying that because because Europe, England, yeah, yeah, went to war with the entire world specifically to get spices. <laughs> Shit. I mean, sure they were getting land, but what else were they doing? Yeah, getting spices from everybody. Ironically, they don't put any of them in their food today, but that's Damn. a different story, I guess. Damn. They just boil it. Yeah. Sorry, British people. Coming after them, bro. But tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> but bro, somebody be like, this this is the this is the greatest dinner you could ever have. It'd be hitting. And it's just beans on toast. I love beans on toast, bro. <laughs> I love beans on toast with some cheddar on it. Dude, I love it. So good. But if you're gonna sit there and say, Oh, dude, nobody has a dinner like mine and it's white bread next to some beef stew, come on. Yeah. You guys are the land of Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, how, some of you know food super well, yep. and most of you know food not at all. Yep. yep. You're not still in the Blitzkrieg, all right? Damn. You can get stuff that's uncanned. I uh, I was in Spain, and they had the a sandwich that was just onion rings. <laughs> that was... That was it. Did they see you as the American? Yeah. And think that that's what you needed? Dude, I... Well, it was, it was on signs everywhere. 
And so I asked, uh, I was with my fiance and she was with a friend of hers that had lived there for a few years. And he, he was like, yeah, this is the thing. It's like, uh, and he said, he's like, Americans, you have hamburgers like everywhere. I was like, yeah, that's, that's ours. I was like, you've got to be shitting me. No shot. People talk bad about our food. Yeah, dude. It was just a sandwich with onion rings. And there's, I, there's not even condiments. I was like, you've got to be shitting me. This guy's something. I did. Uh, one of my friends was talking about being in Spain. And she said it was the worst food she's ever had. Oh, my God. And <laughs> no. I, I, was, I was just thinking, dang, because I'm thinking paella. I'm thinking yeah. about all this stuff in, in Spain. And she was just saying it is... I've never had a worse selection of food in my life. Oh, no. I, I actually did have paella over there. I had two different kinds. There was shrimp and a rabbit paella. Rabbit paella? Oh, it was delicious. Nice. Though, I, might, I, I will also tell the, the viewers at home right now, I like gas station food. So when it comes to food, I, I find that I don't usually share too many interests with a lot of people because I was enjoying the fuck out of that dish. And then my fiance and her whole family were sitting there going, this tastes like a pile of grease. Oh no! I was having a great time. Well, that I mean, that is gas station food. Yeah. So I was, I was Pile loving it. So maybe, maybe it wasn't great food, and I was just having a blast. Yeah. So it was good though. I've always wanted. I've never been to Spain or anything, but I always thought it'd be it'd be a very uh, romantic, not in terms of a relationship, but a romantic evening, to be walking down the beach, and somebody has a big old paella pan, Ooh. and they're just doing fresh seafood paella on the beach. Kind of as a, instead of a food truck that we have here. Yeah. Somebody's just doing that with paella because they're going to be making tons of it. And you, as you're walking by, you just, I'll take a bowl. Yeah. And you suck down some good old, it's got shrimps in it, maybe some scallops in there too. Oh, that sounds uh, fantastic. Uh, some, some octopus Do in there. I actually will say, I huh, this has actually been a, a decently adventurous year for me. I have had octopus in uh, ceviche. I had never had ceviche before. Nice. And uh, the and my restaurant serves it, and they have a huge discount. So they were like, oh, we're having, uh, try whatever. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to try something. That I could get tacos, or I could get something I know of. But I'll go with ceviche, and it the main ingredient in there is octopus. And I... Octopus is good stuff. That was delicious. Octopus is great when it is. <laughs> when, when it is. Yeah. What? Well, because there's, there's, it's, it's really good. But then if it's not, it's not good at all. Oh. There is no. That was fine. Oh. Octopus. Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. It goes. It swings. Yeah. I'm a. I would say that with. <laughs> it's very specific. My ties. I've never had a Mai Tai, so my, I don't know. My dad, it, it became a joke with the family, and now I've, I have I get it. As someone who would do the same thing, because it's a joke, he's going to order it every time. And he, he I remember like the first time I ever saw him get drunk was on Mai Tais at a Chinese restaurant. He was just sucking them down. And he was like, they're fucking delicious. These are amazing. They have coconut in them, right? Mai Tais yeah, I think so. Thing? Yeah. And then he yeah, he got he got drunk and he was yelling like my tie give me another one yeah he was having a great time and so then he started sucking him down more and more and he kept explaining to me later he was like you know hey do you not you only get a my tie at like, like a shitty place like a down kind of bar and so I've had my ties at a few places and when my ties are good it's a good time but sweet Jesus, have I had some rough Mai Tais. I remember once, this is going to sound gross, I got a Mai Tai at Dave & Buster's. 
I don't know why I did this to myself, but it was fucking horrendous. I remember sipping it, and I, I thought it was going to throw up. My brain is telling me a bad Mai Tai tastes like a urinal puck. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but when you're describing a bad Mai Tai, because so it, I don't know what's in it, but it seems it seems as though it would have a coconut and citrus. It seems very coconut, citrus, uh, paradise type of drink, right? Yeah, so uh, I'm, I am learning uh, a lot about drinks uh, right now, and so the rules are a certain amount of alcohol, usually about two ounces. There will almost entirely be a citrus, unless the recipe specifically calls for it, but most of the time drinks have a citrus. Uh, and then there will be a, what is it called, a modifier. Uh, and the modifier could be a couple of things. So I believe the citrus, I can't remember the alcohol in a Mai Tai. But the thing, the thing that I'm thinking is, you know when you have a bad drink because they skimped on syrup. Yeah, yep. So a bad Mai Tai would be too little or too much alcohol mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with bad syrup. Ooh, yeah. Right? And bad syrup to me is perfume. <laughs> bad syrup oh, tastes yeah. like the the rubbing alcohol not good alcohol it tastes like rubbing alcohol so a urinal puck smell is what a mai tai a bad mai tai feels like it'd be to me okay i was gonna say i, I have it right here and i'm trying to feel uh, where the where that would come from and i i can see the ingredients we got rum which is the main okay. ingredient spicy yep it could be a little sweet curacao and then a big one is the cointro or Grand Monnier, those are really, really orangey liqueurs. Those are very intense. So then you add lime juice, and I'm assuming a a sweet syrup, and then more dark rum, and then whatever garnish they want to put on top of it. But I think that sounds like the ingredient that could really throw it through some loops is if they add, of course, like you said, too much alcohol or I think the Cointreau or the like the 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 orange liqueur. Yeah, because that's all the syrupy stuff. Yeah, if you add a little bit more of that, that's just a that's an orange drink now. Doesn't matter what yeah. you had in there. That's an orange drink, and that's yeah. a, that's a rough. Yeah, time. and when you walk into a bathroom, truck stop bathroom. Yep. You you there there is this stale urine, <laughs> overwhelmed by whatever pick of the litter they put a puck of in there. Yeah. And you want to suffocate. Yes, because I'm assuming that the dude who cleaned the bathrooms walked in, smelt the piss, and was like, ugh. You know, I'll just put... There you go. Yeah, it smells great in here. Yeah, because I aim away from the puck. Yeah. It's like, if you piss on the puck, you wake it up. <laughs> and I don't... <laughs> right? I don't want to wake it up. Yeah. I piss around the puck. Mm-hmm. And then it gets like... It tosses in its sleep a little bit. Yeah. And then you get a little bit of the whiff. But if you go... If you jackhammer it directly into the top of the puck... Then you, your nose is assaulted. I've done that once because I, I, I generally wanted to know if I could break apart a puck. Come on, dude! Yeah. What kind of stream do you have? I don't know. I was young, but yeah, I was. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> a strong stream, you know? Okay. But... <laughs> Just a young buck, and uh, but no, most of the time I'm, I'm the guy who I'll target the other side of the the bowl or anything like that because I want to make as little noise as possible while I'm in there. Yeah. I like it when I like it when you go up to a urinal and it has a little shell. The little shell. Yeah, there's some the higher end ones. They'll have a little picture of a shell. Oh, where you're supposed to aim? And, yeah, that's telling you aim here so there's no spray back. Yeah, and there's and it's quiet. I have. This seen is the those. perfect spot to aim so that you don't get any driblets on your pants that you're wearing. Yeah, 
Because if you, I, I've never, I guess I don't watch people pee. I've never done it, and I can't even fathom somebody doing it, but imagine going directly in. Oh, my God. Like, 90-degree angle to the wall, just directly at the back of the urinal. Holy shit. <laughs> dude, imagine, imagine the chaos that would ensue. <laughs> Cause, uh, dude, it, it, it'd be like, it'd be like, it'd be like the top, the the lid on a on a spray paint can exploded. Yeah, you'd just be shooting it everywhere. God help if if that ba- urinal, like that bathroom, doesn't have little you, the separators, the dividers. Oh, you're spraying dude. the dudes near you. Oh, I would fight. Oh, dude, I'd put hands. them into the porcelain yeah. so fast. Dude, can you imagine like the feeling? You're 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 in the bathroom. You're really in your own zone when you're in a urinal, and then your hand feels warm. And at first you're like, no! what's going on? And then it occurs to you, that's not me. You're getting peed on. I'm getting peed on. You're currently getting peed on. And so then it's, it's. I feel like that's not even a fight or flight. That's just fight. Dude, it would be every every dude in there is going to cause a stampede against that guy. Yeah. Avash the stampede because we're going to be watching. Uh, <gasps> because today we're watching Trigun Stampede. The reimagining of sorts of the old Trigun. Now, Tage, I believe you told me that you've never seen Trigun before. I have not. I have pretty much no frame of reference. I've probably watched one or two episodes of Trigun when I was young. It was one of my friends. One of my friends loved this show. But my my brain remembers Vash specifically because I used to run out in the desert and pretend I was him because his outfit looked cool. <laughs> okay. So I'd go around as if I was a... Vash was another one of my Clint Eastwoods. Oh, I just okay. pretend I was a gunslinger, but I had a big red, a red duster on. Okay. So we're gonna get into this. It looks beautiful. I think the studio that is doing it is orange. Ooh. Uh, so I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what it is. And coming from no frame of reference of the original or the manga, if there's, I love it when stuff has. Easter eggs from things back in the day Mm -hmm. that if you love the property, then you notice them and you appreciate them, but it doesn't focus so much on something like that, that somebody will feel confused watching it new. Mm, I like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see if there's any times I'm just, what is happening? (laughs) Because they're just trying to harken back to an old day or if it's just a wonderful story moving forward. This animation's adorable. It is nice. You get to see so much more stuff. There's so much yeah. more movement and, and they're alive. Oh, okay. It's tremors. They're fine with it. That thing's just there. <laughs> yeah, it's just there. Didn't skip a beat. Oh, she has a baby. Oh, she's, she's adorable. In this game, in this, <laughs> this game, in this anime, is absolutely sick. Where? Oh, where? This guy got a. Is that a RPG? Mortar? What the fuck? Dude, he, whoa, oh, oh. No, he's gonna destroy. Please, oh, dude, Vash gotta shoot them all down. He's gonna destroy the entire village. I love this dude's mustache. Roberto De Niro. Yes, Roberto De Niro. <laughs> he has a pretty good nose, too, on him. He does. Oh, you got this. Get in there, Meryl. Is that one bullet? 122. That's a rimfire, too. Oh, no. You gotta be kidding me. 
like the OG. Oh my the way his god. Hair and stuff. That concept art is stunning. It was really pretty. The, the 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 art direction, the 3D yeah. in this was uh, awesome. At phenomenal. It was awesome. I loved it. Every yeah. second of it. Yeah. That was that was so smooth and fun. It was uh it reminded me a lot of how everyone when Dragon Ball Superhero uh, was introduced and they said it was going to be 3D and everyone was furious and they showed it and it was a lot like that. It's like this really fun way of like, it's this settlement between 2D and 2D. I'm sorry, 2D and 3D. It's this really pretty hard lined 3D so I can, I don't ever feel like I'm looking at an uh, like an obscure round surface. I can tell where all the lines are and when it settles and no one's moving, it still has this beauty of 2D to it. But they're always moving a little bit. Yeah, but everything's they, but always still moving. Yeah, I think it's it's that difference. It's the difference between we're trying to make our three D look two D and yeah. just accepting that you have decided you're going to do this in three dimensions. So let's let's use it to the best of its abilities. Yeah, let's crush it in this department. Yeah, stop trying to use three D to just make normal anime. It's a different thing. It's a different art style. It's a different way to go about production yeah so embrace what you have and what you are in that yeah and it just looked so good oh so smooth it was so good that the was like movie level uh of animation that was stunning yeah the way the characters would move the way they'd react the different faces they were pulling because they always could yeah the angles that they would like zoom in and have and, and it allows for even more dramaticness of of the uh, because of all of the movement that they can afford in a shot all of that movement whenever the even just a reaction of someone being like in the car when she uh, I'm just gonna take a swig and her the amount of time like little faces she gives oh can you not drink on the job there was so much movement I was I was just drawn to it yeah I wonder I wonder if there was mocap involved with this it seemed Ooh. like there had to have been something yeah it's it's really difficult to keyframe that kind of stuff in mm-hmm. if you keyframe every emotion and every movement they're still going to do a ton of that yeah 100% yeah but it felt like there was some type of mocap involved with how they were doing reactions how the emotions were coming across from the characters themselves yeah the the cute little dances at some points the uh fear uh, everything that was going with it just looked it was so well done. Yeah. And then I was already on board. And then that fight scene right at the end, when things started kind of picking up and, and movement needed to, or speed needed to increase. So then he ran and I felt the the levity. I actually, I commented on it in the episode was uh, when he loaded his gun. I felt like, the, and, and the sound design too, I guess it would go with it too. That nice hard click. And then the gun, when he spun it, it felt nice. I was like, ooh, this feels, it feels good. And then he goes, uh, then, then the bad guy runs over. Oh, and that little, when Vash just starts dodging the bullets, I was, whoa. Yeah, it became CQC and he yeah. dodges, grabs, 
the weight of hitting the guy in the back of the head, how they slow-mo right after the hit so that you can get the full effect of yeah. how much it hurt and the, how debilitating it was to the guy. Yeah, and his gun was huge. Just cracking someone in the back of the head with that thing. Dude, I'm out. I'm, ta- I'm done. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That's like getting hit with a pipe. Yeah, dude. Holy crap. Pistol whipping can do a lot. Well, Vash is incredible. Vash is awesome. Yeah. Vash is so cool. I didn't know he was so fun-loving. He was so carefree. This is adorable. I love it. Yeah, he's having... He's just... I think he's highly he's highly intelligent. Yeah. And doesn't want to be... He so obviously does not want there to be a fight. No. It really seems he's like... Very good at it. Yeah. When worse comes to worse. But he would refuse to do that in any other situation. It was funny when they go to do uh, pretty much high noon. They're at that standoff. And the guy says, draw. No. Draw. No. Draw. No. Isn't this stupid? You know? <laughs> Let's just think about what we're doing here. Isn't this pretty dumb? Yeah. the way he goes about it. I, I don't think I've ever seen... Uh, maybe a few times. There's not many cases where there is the standoff. There is that high noon moment. Yep. And they comment on, what? what is this, though? What are we doing? <laughs> Why is this a thing? Why is this actually happening? Yeah. Yeah, it is a very uh, outlandish idea. I mean, it, it, go, it goes back to dueling, like with swords. You, you take, take someone out to duel. And guns. Yeah, So and so then you, you go back to... Uh, this is just purely an old-fashioned sword fight, but now you have guns. So it's this, I will say, I am madly in love with gunslinging, uh, like the Mexican standoff feels. I love those whole scenes. The good, the bad, the ugly, the amount of just watching that scene and all the tension building in a, in a, in a standoff because it's, I think, the rule of like movies, the first person to draw is the one to get shot. It's almost always they go with that. That's why I like to think that the guy was the guy was egging on Vash. He was like, draw. Because if you start drawing, I got you. I'm going to shoot you first. For some reason. And it, it, it then becomes this, this really intense moment where everyone gets to see the character or the main character, their resolve in, in being okay with the intense situation. And the person to pull the pull the gun out first is the weaker of the two. It's always that that dynamic. So it's it's I think Mexican I think standoffs in general are phenomenal. I call them Mexican standoff because that's how I learned it when I watched the Good, the Bad, the Ugly. But standoffs in general are phenomenal, and I love how Vash just. I thought the it was about to go down at the standoff, but even even at the height of the 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 man across from him is currently looking to pull his gun out and shoot him. He's laughing with his tongue out. Yeah. And, He's a madman. And Vash is literally like, this is dumb. Yeah, we should, we, we should just, we wait, well, this is, well, let's stop. Yeah. Yeah. He just doesn't want to be, he just doesn't want to be a part of that. Speaking like a man who could absolutely obliterate the other person. He's like, I don't want to do that. So, this is dumb. Let's just not. Yeah, but he's not even coming from, from it from that perspective either. No. He, see, he seemed generally like, it, it's, it doesn't seem like he's someone who doesn't want to hurt someone, it even seemed deeper, almost as if he just didn't enjoy violence. He he just he he was commenting on the whole thing. Like, this this whole thing we're doing is dumb. But in, in I think the description that because that description in my head would seem like somebody with brevity with what they're saying, somebody that is trying to make a point, and he's not that either. It is not a 
this is dumb. Why would anybody fight each other? It's not that it's not heavy to him either. Yeah. There is no commentary on violence being bad. There is just, I don't understand why it, it, he's just jovial about it. Yeah. Why, why is it though? Not why are we doing this? Humanity shouldn't fight each other. It's what in the world is going on? He's just questioning. Yeah. Just very much questioning. And there's a there's a level of overlap between sci-fi and Western in this that's so much fun. Agreed. Because obviously the the plant, the plant power plant or plant, whatever they're pulling from to have that name, the plant, is a highly sci-fi highly futuristic thing which they don't even understand themselves they talk about how it's from a bygone age of of science and the the books that the one girl read Meryl that she reads she knows everything about him because she went to college and then just gives <laughs> you the it has the picture in the book and then it gives a blurb underneath it this is what this is she just restated that yeah and the guy calls it out uh, yeah exactly what textbook textbook said but you don't know what it is in reality. Yeah. And you don't know what to do with it or how to fix it or anything. And the thing is, Vash is from that. Yeah. He's his, from a spaceship. He's from... Like a colonizing spaceship. So yes. one would assume that that ship uh, or that community knows how to create... Pl- if they're a colonizing ship, they know how to give power and sustainability to planets. Well, I think those plants are from that ship. Yeah. Or, or even that colony, end, right? Oh, like not the colony. The what do they? What do you call a group of ships? Well, just that. Yeah, that whole everything that he was a part of. That is what they're from. Yeah. At least that's what it seems like from the very end when it shows him and millions. Yeah. And millions is laughing about his plan coming to fruition. Yeah. Because those plants are coming down, so those people are living off essentially what Vash is from and the technology that Vash is born of. Damn. Is what it is what it seemed like it was alluding to, yeah. At the end there, yeah. Dude. So he does have internal knowledge. He does have some grasp of what he's looking at. That's why he can say with confidence that one's dying. You have mm. to get a new one. Dude. And the fact that it's buy a new one, not make one or fix one, because they don't know how the technology works. They just know that it works. That's a lot. Yeah, I do like that he immediately understood the situation. And was willing to sell himself for the cause. He was like, oh, six, what is it, six million? Yeah, he had a six million dollar bounty. And so he's like, all right, well, I'll do it. I'll give myself up. But he did he do that? No, well, he... He, he just stood there. He, well, he said... And then uh, they beat the hell out of him. Can we do this without violence, guys? And then that was... They didn't even heed that. They were like, that's cute. Let's beat the living crap out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Vash. No, I just, I just really like the... The combo of ideas, because yeah. it's 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 obviously holding true to a Western, old Western spaghetti Western movie, but with a twist. Even a twenty-two that is a rimfire round. That is a standard. That is this exact round that you can have today. Mm. Like twenty-two long rifle, I shot those forever when I was a kid. That was the first rifle I ever shot. Was a twenty-two rimfire. Damn. Well, first first bullet I shot was a twenty two rimfire from a twenty two long rifle. Shit. So I'm, I'm a little bit like, come on, let's graduate. <laughs> let's graduate to something more powerful. Well, but. maybe his gun can hold multiple multiple different ammunition. It it, it held like seven twenty two 
22s. Ah. Well. I saw the cylinder. When he opened it to listen. load it, I, I looked at the cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> also, he would have to have multiple barrels. If he was going to hold multiple types of ammo, he'd need multiple barrels because you can't just can't just shoot a forty five through a barrel that holds that would shoot a twenty two. Oh, it'd have to be the same the same size hole, the bore. Okay, be the same size hole. It terrifies me to think of what millions is capable of. If Vash is 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 that dope, God help what millions is capable of. Yeah, that cool and doesn't want doesn't care about it. Yeah, uh, let's not do any violence. I mean. He could crush worlds, probably. Yeah. But I don't want violence. Yeah. Because what's his face? Millions. Knives. Whatever his first name is. Yeah. Some, some like demonic alien thing he was looking up to while playing an organ. Yeah, what's going on there? The heck was that, dude? Yeah, dude. And then what was it? He was saying it was. Uh, it's almost. It's almost ready for you or something like and that. that. He was gonna rip people apart. Yeah. Which if he if he obliterated an entire. I can't even begin. Just millions of, of people. Millions of people at the age of what six? It's just like, dude, did it? Crushed it. His brother's like, dude, I didn't. What? Why is this a, a triumph? I don't oh. even know what they are, though. By yeah, the way, it's true. I don't that's even true. know. Not age wise, but I don't know how human. <laughs> oh yeah, how human? And I want to know how Vash lost his arm. Is that? I wonder if that's in the original. Is that he was the other arm is a robot arm? Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, again, I know nothing. Uh, for a long time, I thought, I thought Vash the Stampede was just a character in Helsing. In Helsing? Yeah. I, I can understand that just from the purely the, art wise. The pictures of them. Yeah. On the cover of, of thumbnails and things. Trigun has Vash standing there close up on him. He's holding his face. His hair is up, and it's red in the background. Yes. And then Helsing is close up on his face. It's red in the background, but he has more shadows. Yep. Pretty much. This, their their logo, they do look very similar. Yeah. So Though, in my But head. they couldn't be any different from each other, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. They definitely couldn't be any different from each other. Yeah. Except for harkening back to old stories brought to a new frame. Has Helsing? Oh, God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I was like, has Helsing been? Helsing. Cage. Yeah, I can't think of any time that it's been brought back. Dang. Yeah. Dude, that was adorable. I really like, I really like Meryl. Meryl's adorable. She reminded me of Pan. Pan? Pan no. from Dragon Ball? No. Uh, yes, she reminded me of Pan or Videl, young Videl. Okay. Yeah, like Boo Saga Videl. Very, very uh, acute, but also, like, don't... don't Fiery? Yeah, cute and fiery. It's oh, best combo. It's my favorite combo. Not, yeah, I would actually say it is my favorite combo. I love okay. short, cute, and, and furious. All right. Yeah, because that, that's, that's like the most pouty class. I think they all had they all had tropes that they followed. Roberto De Niro, the grizzled old veteran. Oh, he's dope. And what he's doing? Yeah, imparts imparts wisdom and knowledge, but but uh, Merrill gives him can impart unto him a sense of of urgency and want to do yes. better and uh, not being so jaded. 
yeah. with life, which is also something that Vash is going to give off. Uh, they even said, don't judge a book, which, by the way, don't judge a book by its cover is one of my least favorite phrases of all time. Really? Yeah. Okay. okay. Judge the book by the cover. Listen. The bro. cover's supposed to give you a good idea what the book, what am I supposed to do? Spend 17 hours reading the book to see if I don't like it? No, you go down the line and you read the first page of every book. Because uh-huh. you can't, don't even look at the cover. You close your eyes, you just grab the next You know book. what? Then I would just say, don't judge a book by its first page. <laughs> Fuck. I would just end up doing that. <laughs> can't judge a don't, book by its first page. Can't judge an anime by its high dive thumbnail. Well, that's true because it's, <laughs> it's high dive thumbnail is the lowest pixels it can possibly be. Sorry, yeah, high anime, dive, but... The anime might be stunning, but high dive decided to fuck its thumbnail. Yeah, dude, you guys, I mean, you obviously put a bunch of money in making sure you have anime on your platform. Yeah. And, and not very much money on the people who make the front-facing website. Yes. Or apps. I don't think I've even downloaded the app. Is it just as bad? Yeah, it looks the same. Damn I have the it. app on my phone, Damn it. and there's the app on the TV. High dive, you can be... You can be amazing, but well, I hope they are, and gotta, I and they're doing push a little bit further. Uh, as long as they have the content, it's annoying to see a a poor UI. Yeah, but as long as the content's there, I don't know, man. I think it, I would. I think I would spend uh, a good amount of time on a website that had absolutely nothing to do but good UI. Okay, that's a lie. I was I just know. yeah yeah. I was just trying to come up. I was with about that. to say it's kind of it's kind of along the lines of a AAA video game that looks really pretty but sucks obviously, <laughs> and then something that four <laughs> people made that's awesome but doesn't look very good. Yeah, we all know which one we're gonna play. Yeah, we all know. Vampire Survivors, easy. It's only three dollars. Vampire get out Survivors, there and get it. I tried to get you to play it. You said from the looks of it, you wouldn't like it. Is what you told me. Damn, <laughs> dude, it, it was up for like game of the year, <laughs> bro. I'm a bastard. <laughs> you said I just looked at it. Oh, looks like it's not for me. Oh, I was like, no. damn. I mean, fair, fair play. We all know what we like, but yeah. But I, I also, I really thought you'd like it based on the art style. Damn, I also, I, I apparently don't know what I like. There's been many a time where Justin has just, he has, he has planted the seed of an idea of a video game he's inceptioned me of an idea of a video game for a long time and then he's he's slowly like every chance he can just kind of toss it in the in the in the well of uh like you'll you'll be talking and then oh you know i was playing just a lot of great games lately you know these these this one game i want you to play oh and uh there's other things and stuff and so eventually that starts sticking in my mind and then i'm dude have you the game uh this game divinity you're like yeah it's pretty dope. We should try it. Yeah. And then it seems like my idea, and you're like, you fool. Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah, dude, Magic the Gathering. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fucking loved it, dude. And for the amount of time that you were like, you were you were investing in trying to get me to like it. So maybe I don't know what I like. I just try to imprint things on people. Yeah, just because you want to you want to enjoy them again. Yeah. But I'm not gonna try to lead you astray either. No. I'm yeah. not gonna give you something you obviously won't like. Yeah. Like Dance Dance Revolution or something. What's wrong with Dance Dance Revolutions? Because if you didn't have the mat, fuck that game. What, dude? One of my friends didn't have a guitar for Guitar Hero, and he'd beat the shit out of a bunch of people in Guitar Hero. Oh, I hate it. I, I didn't either. I hated it. I was just, I was just sitting there pressing buttons. And meanwhile, you get half the fun of Guitar Hero is yeah, you can get good at it, but half the fun is doing like the on the on the actual guitar. 
actual guitar, but the the controller. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I, I, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. This is going to sound bad. No, no, no. Go ahead. But I feel as though even if you were playing with the guitar, you would be getting angry at the game. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Once well, they throw in the pinky for you to use, dude, I bet it's pages a nightmare. Out. What I so I used by the way, oh, I won no. Guitar Hero competitions. I used to play Guitar <laughs> Hero for hours a day. No, all, everything on expert like through the fire and flames and Bro. everything. So damn, I, I don't tell. I, I understand. <laughs> there's a level in the beginning, like early on. It is a nightmare when you go when you upgrade from three buttons to four. But I did. I played a lot of Guitar Hero. Yeah, dude. I played Guitar Hero uh, on co-op. I played the bass mode on easy. Oh, dude. See, <laughs> actually, I had a harder time playing easy. Oh, because it was so slow. It was so... You just sat there staring at something slowly moving to you. It was so hard. Yeah, and it so wasn't even. Obnoxious. It wouldn't even be on beat. It was just kind of things that were coming down and you'd be like, green, 20 minutes later. Red. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, I would get I would get tilted just on how slow it was. Yeah, I will say I got uh I remember I went up to the pinky and I just kind of lost a bunch until I got good at one song. Stricken was the only song I liked to play because I like Disturbed and uh I just kept getting better at it to the point where I could kind of use my pinky. I wasn't if orange came up, it wasn't a guarantee I was hitting it, but I'd do my best. Dang. <laughs> yeah. If it was like a, uh, what's the word, a cascade to orange, it was a good time. I could do it. But if it was just like red, blue, red, blue, pinky, I just, like my hand rushes to get to the orange on t- and I can't do it in time and then I fail. Like Dang, bro. You just, you just leave them all on the buttons. No, dude. And then sometimes you get down to the yellow, all the way at the end. <laughs> it's super easy. <laughs> and then sometimes if you want to get crazy with it because they had hammer-ons and pull-offs. Yeah. You get to the section where it's all hammer-ons and pull-offs. You hit that first one, and then you bring your middle finger of your strumming hand up to that button, and now you just use that to hit the button so you never have to stretch your pinky out. It's genius. Yep. Damn. Or, because those sections, this this kind of works, all right? You can't miss something, obviously, but <laughs> because it's hammer-ons and pull-offs, you can just kind of smack stuff as fast as you can and hope. Damn. Yeah. Did you not wait? Uh, are you talking about the things when it would be like play? Uh, would it not be press as many buttons? So when you're looking at it, you'll have the color pop up, and then there's a white circle in the center surrounded by a black circle. Yes. The ones that don't have the black circle and they're just white, you don't have to strum them. You just play the one that is the black circle, and then push the button down of the one that's a white circle. You don't have to strum it. You gotta be shitting me. It's not every single one, oh. but there are po- moments in many songs where it's hammer-ons and pull-offs. So you hammer on down. Say you have the full, it's it's uh, the four all the way down your hand. If you see the black circle on one and no more black circles all the way down and all the way back up, then you just go, you strum the first one, go all the way down and let go back up to it. And you, you don't have to strum any of that. Justin is the Vash of Guitar Hero. Well, it's also because hammer on and pull offs is what it's called when you're playing actual guitar. Oh, okay. Two. Yeah, and I, I played a lot. I used to play guitar f- four hours a day. God, I don't think I did anything for four hours a day. I'm trying to think of like not even video games. If I wasn't with someone, because I'm I'm a very social gamer, I if I wasn't with someone, that you wouldn't catch me playing the same thing or just doing the same thing for four hours. 
I'd immediately get up and just have lose attention sleep completely. Oh my god. <laughs> you got me. Sit bored in class. Listen, that was forced. If I had a choice in but any way. That, did it though? Yes. Whether or not it's forced, you did it. Listen. I had ADHD when I was younger. I'm gonna get into the Jotos. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get into the Jotos. Oh man, it went all the way back up to the top. There's oh, so many in these notes no. that it takes forever to get to the bottom. I'm sorry. Just so you guys know, I have one Word document on my phone that uh, that I go into the Jotos with that I do all the questions from. Mm-hmm. I do. And as at well, this but... point, it's it's a hundred. I have to go. I have to scroll all the way to the bottom. See, I put my newest one on the top. I count. I go up. No, I, I ain't doing that. Too, <laughs> too. There's too much where the errors can occur there, for my brain. All right, wrong place, wrong time. With a great attitude is one of the funniest concepts to me. You know, okay. I just, I just love it when somebody's in the wrong place at the wrong time, but they're still fine with it. <laughs> If if there's a problem arises around you, and you're just oh well the thing's happening I'm gonna fix it. That's hilarious. Just like him, Vash in this. A duel is to the death. So we were already at high stakes, and he's oh I don't know if we should do this. Maybe why are we doing this? That's fine. Let's not let's not do it. And then the stakes get brought up even more because the dude launched. A mortar into the sky that was then going to open up into a bunch of uh, a bunch of little explosions that would destroy the entire city, and this is the this is one of my favorite parts about the trope of somebody being a blasé. Not blasé. It's not that they don't care, but they are calm, cool, and themselves and fun, even in the face of adversity. Is you see that in them, so the moment they get serious about something, everyone around them knows. Oh shit. <laughs> Now it's a problem. Yeah, that is true. Even in this first episode, we, they were they were giving us a, a bunch about the different characters. So of course you follow some tropes for characters, and then and then you break pieces of them to make them themselves, who they actually are, and who you can follow. But you have to get you have to give the audience an understanding of a character and something they can latch onto early to make them feel secure and safe with the character. Yeah, and then you introduce little extra things. F- so that you can be endeared unto that character. Mm. Vash, very okay with everything that's happening. He gets assaulted by three dudes getting hit in the head with the butt of their guns. They're kicking him while he's on the ground. We still have kind of the funny moment of his legs popping up, and he's okay, and that's funny. It's funny when injury, when somebody has bodily harm done unto them, and they are still fine. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. And we learn about him through that, mm. that he's still going to be okay, no matter what. And then when he's facing down a duel, he still wants peace, and he's still fun, and he's still having a good time, and he's waving to his friends and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then when it looks like this town is going to be destroyed, he's screaming for somebody to help, for somebody to give him the thing that he can save them with. Because they're not saying that he's weak and he won't be able to do it. They're saying he doesn't have the facilities to fix the problem right now. Yes. And he just needs somebody to help him get that. Yes. So he's still strong. Mm. He just can't fix the problem, which is a thing that I feel I have a problem with a, a bunch of movies and television nowadays. They try to say this character's perfect in every way, 
and then they become perfect in every way. So why do I care? Because they're going to fix. <laughs> they're always going to win. You can have the character have an issue. And the problem isn't that they're not strong enough to do it. It's because circumstances don't allow them to use that strength. Hmm. Right? So that's what he had. And then he gets the ability to save everybody. Yes. And now he can do it. But we saw, we saw so many different pieces of that character. Yeah. Uh, and the moment that he, because we've seen him be fine. We've seen him be happy about everything. But the moment that he, I mean, they even show tears coming out of his eyes. Yeah. Because he didn't want people to die. The moment that he lost it and he knew it was an issue, everything ramped up for us too. Yes. As the audience members. Yep. It was now it is an actual problem. If he sees it as this big of a problem, what is about to happen? Mm. I, I, I was going to say another, uh, another good one is, uh, which I didn't even think about until looking at characters like Vash, where they, they are this jovial and fun, and because they are this powerhouse or, or this, mo- like this monster on the battlefield, you'd, you'd think, oh, you know, they're hardened. They, there's no way you can get that powerful or that good or that strong without really beating it into yourself and losing any form of joy you have. But then I think a lot of anime revolves in it. It's, it's a very beautiful, fun concept that you have this power and you are still... Um, Frieza said it at one point that it infuriated him about Goku that he is so strong, yet he wouldn't hurt a fly. It drove him up a wall. Because, you know, so many people that I think building a world around that character type is so fun because having the you get to have these characters that go through the fucking ringer. And not that your fun-loving character didn't, but for some reason, he didn't break. He still laughs about um, tripping and falling. Is He jokes about not being able to pay for a drink. And that is, oh, can you go fix the plant? <laughs> I guess I can. <laughs> kind of just super fun and, and still jovial. It's like, if you look back at it, it's like, this guy probably, it, just, it showed his childhood. His brother massacred millions in front of him and said, you're an accomplice. How, did, how the fuck do you ever come back from that? But yet, there's this level of, of innocence that they get to retain. And it's such a fun concept to see. You're like, how? How do you, it's, it's almost like maybe as a viewer, we're wondering, how the fuck did you keep that? How do you, how do you get to hold on to it? And it's such a fun concept. To, yeah, like you said, when you see when you see them become serious, you're like, <gasps> yeah, dude. It's and I also think that it, but it needs to be cultivated well, because there are times when if a character is just always that, they're glib about the situation and yeah, grading to me almost. I actually i i i was gonna bring that up. Because uh, for some reason, when you brought up Vash and having Joe, uh, fun and stuff, I, I wanted to say that as well. It's like, oh, I hate when they're always so glum. But then I thought, uh, like, super serious characters that are no fun. Like yeah. They're, you know, they're, oh, oh. And But then I thought, you know what's actually a fun trope? Is when a really serious character, no bullshit, and they're not a main character. I don't, I don't care for when they're a main character. But when there's a side character that's super serious, no bullshit, all the time, whatever, but then... They're they're allowed like the seriousness goes to their level. Uh, I think it. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched. Uh, uh, what's the fucking uh, 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 Full Metal Alchemist? No. Are you talking about Brotherhood? Or are you talking because I haven't watched uh, either? Th- of them, I but. think it happens in both of them because it's a scene from the manga. But it's it's a very famous scene where a gentleman has. Uh, it's he's like the main character, uh, one of the main characters of the anime, and he has. Um, 
a a symbol on his hand, and he, when he snaps, I think it's Colonel something. Um, and when he when he snaps his fingers, uh, he can create flames anywhere. I, I forget what he's what he's giving up to create it, and uh, he's super serious almost the entire anime. And the two main characters are kind of fun, silly, jovial, and he's never fun. He's always super serious. And then like a main uh, like a main character passes away, and he finds the person in charge of it or or who caused it. So all of a sudden. Because this character has been so fucking serious and such a pain in the and such a thorn in your side, and then you meet, you have that character, that that's um, what's the word, uh, uh, authoritative figure, meet a situation where now a bad guy has run into them. You're like, dude, you are in for a spanking. Thank God. And I was gonna say another another example is like Kakashi. For at least in the beginning of Naruto, he was super dead serious. wasn't fun at all. You're like, dude, come on, like lighten up. And he's like, no, this is the world that we live in. And then they ran into two ninjas who were trying to kill him, or they ran into Zabuza, and he just he met with it. He's like, oh God, God, they're like two mountains running into each other. But it now that you pointed out, it almost it's it's almost like they're allowed to play. Because characters like Vash's innocence are the are the the center, and they get to uh, revolve around them. They get to gravitate around them. Interesting idea. They just get to revolve around them. Because I I really I think you're right. I think if a main character was that just stoic, non fun. I did not say this, by the way. Yeah, I, it, word for word, you're. <laughs> I you're, did not. I did not say that a main character cannot be glum. You said any I was anime just with a glum main fun. character sucks. No, I did not say that. <laughs> I didn't even allude to that. You can say that if you want to, but don't say you like you said. Because then there's there's uh, what is it? Uh, Nafumi is is very glum and and non jovial. Well, I, I my my main thing is is those opposites. Like within the same character? I don't want them to only be... I personally don't want them to only always be... Everything's fine. Yeah. Because there's times when it's not. And it's annoying if you're just... Everything's fine in moments when it's not. It's fine to be always stoic. But when there's moments of brevity... Or when there's a moment when the character needs to break from that... Or, or, or it feels as though they should break from that... If you're only ever that, then you're just a one note. You, sh- you shouldn't be the main character at yeah. that point if you're just one note. Yeah. It is allowing moments. It's kind of uh, when people are choosing words, when you're, you have a specific vocabulary around your friends and then you have a different vocabulary when you're speaking to a group in public or you have a different vocabulary when you're at school it's t- talking to your teacher. When you're making these choices, we we are not a fixed thing as people. In different situations, we we adapt to that. Yeah. Especially in heightened moments of emotion. So in this carefree, happy, welcoming character breaks that, it means so much. Yes. When the very glum character gloomy downtrodden not downtrodden but but stoic character now looks at everybody with love compassion and wants to bring them in yeah something's off yeah something is very meaningful right now and using that as being able to do that and do it well and understanding that 
just having somebody like if Vash is always constantly uh, goofy and Lucy and all, oh, just yeah. uh, that's annoying too. Yeah, agreed. So there can be huge downfalls in doing it, but if you write it well and you don't fall into the trap of it, the, he always has to be constantly happy and always amazing. Uh, then the moments where you break it, the moments where you make him angry or where you make him heightened and scared, yeah. they mean so much more because the pendulum moved so far. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because Kakashi, even that, Kakashi is very serious because he's taking care of kids. Yes. Kids who are probably going to be fighting soon. Yeah. And that's life or death for them. But then those kids grow up and Kakashi, we start to see him reading his. Oh yeah. He's way sillier and ship it in. Yeah. 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 He still gets very serious. Oh yeah. Because he has the potential to be very serious. Mm -hmm. But now that he doesn't have to take care of children in the forest that might be attacked by other ninjas. (laughs) He has the propensity that, that was always in his character. He always had the ability to move to that side. It's just the story. We were allowed to have the story dictate how he was reacting in those moments. I was gonna uh, while you were while you were saying it, seeing the pendulum swing. I thought of a very good example as well, uh, Joel from The Last of Us. Yeah, yeah. I think the pendulum swing of of him. We see him at the beginning. This absolutely adorable, loving father. It's super fun. It couldn't be better. And then what happens? A time skip. And man, that's a hard. But you all, you're one hundred percent behind it. You're like, yeah, no, I'd be broken too. Understand. Yep. Yeah. And then you see him allowing himself to soften, and you are, we're all like, <gasps> like we're so excited. We're all about it because it's like we've earned it, yeah. or or we we we're allowing the story earned it. That's it. That's the a good story. Way. Yeah, the story earned it. the character breaking their their norm. Yeah, and I think that's a good that's a good focus. It's a good thing that we can focus on. There is there are two there are two main characters in The Last of Us, Joel and Ellie, and neither of them are perfect characters. And we know that neither of them are perfect characters because they each impart values onto each other in equal measures. Ellie gives Joel something to live for. Ellie gives Joel. Uh, a happiness that he wasn't seeing. Ellie gives Joel youthful insight into seeing the world Mm. with her joys of the comic books in the car. Um, And the animals. The animals, wanting to pet the animals, all those different things. And Joel gives Ellie a better idea of the life or death that this world is. Joel, Joel imparts some of that gruffness and it's not that she it's not that gruffness is the way to go because it's not the way to go for him either he's learning to be soft yeah but they come to uh, they come to intertwine their personalities with each other because each side the the how far Joel has gone and how far Ellie is on their respective sides there has to be more of a middle ground to be a more well-rounded person in their world mm. So that is their growth. And it's amazing when characters can that was it that was such a focused story on those two. And that was almost the point. Those characters are so strong because they can teach each other. 
their stories are so intermingled with each other and their arcs are so tied together that that is the beauty of the story between them. Mm. And that's, that's how, how they can grow to mean so much to us in the end. Without Joel teaching Ellie so much and him, his values being imparted onto her, halfway through the story, when he is injured to the point that he can't do anything, Ellie wouldn't be saving him. No. Ellie wouldn't be shooting the animals to make sure that there's food back in the place, making sure that he's in an area that uh, can't be seen by roving bandits, um, making sure, like, finding everything around in the world, understanding that the world is a scarier place. Mm. Without that, without his knowledge and the things that he's tried to set upon her, they wouldn't be surviving through that. Mm. Damn. Yeah, sorry. I was I, mean, I was just listening. It was just fun to listen to going through all of Last of Us again with like through through what you the examples you were so giving. Times, so. <laughs> I really love that game. Yeah, dude. I uh I, I actually wanted to see the show uh mainly with uh, my fiance because she was she's not going to play the game, but the story apparently the show is uh, pretty close to the story of the game. And so it's kind of like I want to watch it so that she can experience it. Even though I, I don't think I could sit her down and make her uh, watch me play the game again. But there's a there's a movie mode. Yeah, game. that's true. I could. I don't know if I could. I don't know. I had people watch the movie mode. I don't know if that'd be. A, uh, might be a hard sell. We'll see. I'll try. I'll go for it. Uh, I'm gonna get into the Tages topics. All right. All right. So this actually it was really cool. So you you brought it up a little bit right before the episode started. What is it you think that draws kids into pretending or playing being badass? Gunslingers uh, is something that I think most of my friends and I definitely pretended to be. And the concept was engaging the second we came in contact with it. So what about it is badass to me? I, I guess it kinda, I just wanted to dive a little bit further into what about it draws kids in and is it the inner warrior inside us that we you you've said before that uh, especially boys were for a long periods of time in history warriors at True. very young our, ages our entire history yeah like a huge portion of our history as humans is very different than how we <laughs> live our lives today yeah and so I thought maybe it, it harkened back to to that like the joy of of battle I don't know if it's so much a joy as that is what we are. Mm. We're animals, yeah. first and foremost. Humans are animals. Just because we, just because the front of our brain is to a point where we go forth with emotions and logic and uh, 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 connections with other people, yeah. we can't. We're, we shouldn't be so hubris filled to <laughs> think that we're any better than the other animals on this earth. And that was. So much of our time, yeah. when you're around 15, 16 years old, you're shipped off to battle. Uh, you go to war. Mm. Not at your choice, either. <laughs> you just do. It's, it's in us. We're tribal. You'd go in with swords and spears. You'd go in with shields. You'd go in with just sticks sometimes, way back in the day. Yeah. And just beat the hell out of each other. Yeah. And now... 15, 16, 17, 18. Why are you, why are you, Justin? Why are you jumping around so much in my classroom? Why is Mr. Mackey your teacher? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to calm down. Okay? I'm good. Why don't you sit down in your chair, okay? 
and uh, <laughs> why did you not do drugs? He's like, bruh, there's, there's a, th- all of human evolutionary history has put us on this course. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying that it's right, yeah. but I'm saying that it's within us. Hmm. And I think whether or not it is a, it, these are all, I'm not a psychologist, by the way. everything i say is not based on clinical (laughs) ideologies and an understanding of psychology it's just it's just a it's just something that i do i do think about a bit it's it's in us it's Mm. in our dna Mm. from an early age because we still have a hierarchical structure of you walk into a room and there's you as a dude you you look around and then you know that's the guy or you walk in, you're like, I am the guy. Yeah. Uh, or um, one thing that I, for some reason, I always do uh, is two situations that I'll I'll always look around and be like, that's the guy, or I'm the guy. Rarely am I the guy. And damn, it's, bro, it's, don't do it to yourself like that. I'll be on public transportation. It's usually a thing that I'm I'm thinking like uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, uh, and uh, all that. And so like when I'm on, when I'm on like a bus or a train or a plane, I'm I'll always look around. Who is the that that dude that guy? That he's the one where if shit was going down. This is an interesting idea. Okay, ba- tying back into the show. <laughs> There's a lot of times when people not in the situation, or sometimes also in the situation, say every character from this show, this episode of this show that we just saw is in a room, and you walk in. There is that that. Uh, police chief guy. Yep. There is Vash. Uh-huh. There is Roberto. Yep. There are these different people. There's the lady who works the bar. Who's the guy? Roberto. Roberto's the guy? Yeah. I feel like I would see Roberto and Vash as the guys, depending on how big Vash is being. Yeah, But I true. also think a lot of people would think... Especially chief. outside looking in, not being in the situation, but just saying who they think would be the guy would say the police guy. Yeah, it's true. Because they, it, 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 it's weird because you'll be in situations, you'll see the biggest, gruffest, angriest faced dude. But rarely for me is that the guy. <laughs> yeah. I can see what you mean there. Yeah, I think uh, I look for... Hmm. I mean, I do look for size. I think that that is something that I factor in, but it also might be coming from a smaller dude as myself. No, I think size. I think, yeah, I mean, size, it, it does, it it exudes power a bit. Uh, and so, but it also is, is demeanor because there, there's, it's not, it, it's not uh, outlandish to say you're in a situation where you see several big ass dudes. But, you know, it, it doesn't take too long to then see attitudes. You see, like, you know, a couple dudes being boisterous. <laughs> You're like, none of you guys. It's not It's not you guys. And then you just see the dude who's kind of stoic. Uh, he's, looking out the, uh, he's looking out the window. He checks in with the bus every once in a while. He'll, a good clue to me is eye contact without any form of, of violence in it. But a stoic eye contact, it, it usually helps my, make my decision. It's like, say I'm looking around the room, I'm scanning, and I'll meet eyes with the dude. And he looks at me kind of like, he gives the head nod, like, hi, yeah, we've met eyes, and then moves right on. It wasn't awkward. He doesn't care that it was a situation we ran into, and then moves on. And I'm like, you know what? 
you might be the guy. Interesting. Yeah, that's a big thing for me is meeting eyes because if if it's if it's immediate dart away, I was like, oh, they were we were both embarrassed to meet eyes. My bad. Or meet eyes and then they're staring at you like the fuck you just meet my eyes for. I'm like, whoa, you're you're not the guy. You're terrifying. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look away. Really well, that quick person is also scared. <laughs> I was gonna say then then comes Justin, who is sometimes the guy who's looking at him like, Are we doing this right now, bud? No, I'm not looking at them like that. Oh, okay. I thought you were you're not gonna look away. You're well, saying, I'm not gonna look away. There it is. I'm not gonna look away. <laughs> but I'm also not gonna look at him like, are we gonna throw down right now? Yeah. Because that's that's not a good play. <laughs> that's not a good play. Inviting challenge. I I guess I guess in my head the 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 one that will because the guy is the one that everyone will turn to when disaster strikes in that moment. Yes. In my eyes. That's that's the one. Yep. Uh that's why I, I, and I, I don't will see say, it. I, I often don't see it as that stoic person. Really? You can tell who, and it's not, in my, to me, it's not something that can be quantified in this person's stoic, this person's boisterous, this person's outgoing, this person smiles a lot, this person I agree. frowns. I agree. It, it, it's, it's something that you will instinctually feel. Mm. I don't often feel it towards the stoic guy. Uh, and I, because no one's really looking over at them either. Mm. There's a person in the room who draws eyes, yeah. not because they're being insane, not because they're screaming, not because of any of that, but the, you can tell by how somebody moves, guy or girl, how they move, uh, and the people's glances up to them as they move. Yeah, and then, uh, but there's also the times where, I don't know if you've had this, where you, you know... Uh, it, it sucks that you know that that person would be the one who would try to take charge. You, you oh, there's yes, there's the people who the dude who looks at you with the eyes that are what you gonna go. Yeah, that's the person who tries to take charge. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I've there's actually been times where I think I was on like a, a bus or something, and I looked and I was like, Ugh. I, it like I rolled my eyes thinking, if we got in a disaster, you would so try to be in charge of everybody. Yes. Ugh. Like, yeah, you got to hook him, too? Yeah, because, like, the guy was very, like, you know, he's standing, and he, he would do the thing of, like, you know, he bumps into, excuse me, I'm sorry, did my knee bump you? Like, way louder than he should be? You're like, no, I'm I'm good. Okay. And you're like, all right. Yeah. Let's calm down. Yeah. And it, yeah, it tries to fix everyone's problems. No one's asking for it. Yep. Those guys. Yeah. They bug me, too. I think a lot of that comes back to, like, what you what your topic is, um what what makes it so cool when you're a kid mm. because when you're a kid it's imagination you look at the characters that you like and and most stuff comes back to fighting and sex that's what humans are about yeah uh eating fighting and sex because that's the base forms of how to survive as a species <laughs> yeah. and when you're a kid and you see those characters that you can look up to who are warriors in anything, swords, guns, fighting, boxing, MMA, whatever it is, we can imagine that we are that. Yeah. And I think even early on, because it's not just being the best fighter. It's not just being the one who's the best shot, the one who can swing a sword the best. They weren't the king. The knights were the ones that were protecting the king. Yeah. And in this in this situation, I'm... There's awful kings, obviously. There's awful people that are in power through history. Yeah. yeah. But this is more of an a, a pulled back view of it. 
the knights are the best fighters, the king not necessarily. Mm-hmm. But the best fighter doesn't necessarily understand how to deal and help their people, lead them, uh, get down on their level with an understanding of their wants, needs, uh, emotions, and the trajectory of the city. They can also be the greatest fighter. Yeah. But that would be on top of being diplomatic with their people. Yeah, uh, like a like a, a great king that got a wish to become an adorable eight-year-old girl and become an amazing swords fighter. Become the best swordsman. I watched more of that, did you? Of course. Damn, bro. I watched more of it. I just wanted to see what was going on. <laughs> oh, well, well I, can, I can hands down say I'm going to watch more of this one. Okay. Don't okay me. Okay. Don't. <laughs> no, but I think I think it's you can you can also see in yourself when you're doing those things when you're imagining those as a kid. Yeah, you can kind of see in yourself the limits that you take because you you'll make excuses in your own mind of I'm gonna do this and then you you check yourself a little bit. Oh, okay, even though it's in my imagination, sometimes I can't win these things. Yeah, because uh, you I mean you don't want to empower the kid that's cutting heads off at squirrels. Nope. In there pursuit of imaginary glory no uh putting nope. hamsters in microwaves and stuff like God. that because that's uh, that's rough they're they're on a bad trajectory yep they are not the guy yeah yeah the the if anybody watched that old what was that what was that show called where the recess anybody watch oh, recess yeah, there's okay. that little randall little randall who tells on everybody he has his he he's necessary in, in multiple stories yeah that they have but he's also that's his war. Yeah. That doesn't grow up to be the guy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. But I think it starts early on uh, what you will become through your imaginings and through these fights. You want to see, even in your own head, what you do in heightened situations. And we can get a good grasp on, I think, how our minds work in those. Yeah. When you're playing. Huh. Dogs. Dogs. Wolves. Their playing is teaching each other how to fight. Damn. I didn't know that they were teaching each other how to fight. I was just watching them play. Yeah, it's true. Because you can tell when they're actually fighting. Yeah, you can. Yeah. And you kind of have to get an understanding of when they're fighting and when they're playing as a person. Because sometimes you see playing and if you don't know dogs very well, you think they're fighting. Yes. There's a big difference. Uh, and that is teaching how to use teeth that is teaching how to dominate how to get on top how to get them to their back mm-hmm. all that stuff that's all within the play yeah i always uh i was always checking with the uh the severity of the barking it was usually a great indicator uh yeah so it would be like you know you have like the regular barks and then uh the the standoff uh kind of like a looking to the side but still kind of showing your ass a little bit like they're like facing each other but yet not that's still kind of playful they're still just dicking around and then um you know they'd be biting each other biting each other and it it is amazing how quickly playtime became dead fucking serious yeah where where especially now i i think you told me last podcast you were actually giving me the the business you were like your dog was establishing and learning that it got bigger or something like that. I think we were talking about. Yeah, this is just stuff that animals are going to do. Yeah, and my and my dog uh, had just grown up and had been 
not mothered, but yeah, I guess like the other one had assumed the role of mother to them. And then my dog grew up. And then when they were playing, it quickly became, it was very easy to tell because like I said, the, the, the barking became, there was little to no space in between them. And it became frantic yelps. Yeah. Kind of like bark, well, bark, 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 One of the things for me is, is you know when it's fighting. You always know when it's fighting. Yes. But people who don't know sometimes will think that playing is fighting. Yeah, that, okay. I see what you it's mean. It's not now. that you won't know the distinction between the two. Yeah. It's that people, some people will not understand that this right now is just playing. Yeah. But you will 100% <laughs> yeah, know when know it's the fighting. fighting one. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And there's like little things to look out for before the fighting starts is lip licks and play bows. Okay. Some dogs will lick their lips to say we're just hanging out and they'll do play bows to say I know that we're we, I am establishing that I know that we're both playing. Yeah. And if one dog is not reciprocating the play bows and the lip licks, then that dog is looking for a fight and <laughs> your dog that is lip licking and play bowing is trying their hardest to say we're just playing though, right? We're going to just play. Yeah, and, and that might. Yeah, I was going to say that happening. Then you walk up that. and you take your dog and you look at that dog and you don't come back. Yeah, and you look <laughs> at that owner and you say, "Poo poo to you." Take care of your dog better. It's not yeah. your dog's fault. You yeah. Fucking piece of shit. Yeah, but then you, you. Uh, I guess you don't need to attack. I guess that's probably a, a good, uh, a good idea not to go into dog parks and and walk up and and someone's like, "Oh hi," you don't say anything. You just look at how your dogs meet, and your and their dog isn't licking their lips. You look at them. You're like, "You're a piece of shit." Dang. <laughs> True. <laughs> they're like, "What? What?" They don't know the signs, so they're like, excuse me. You just walk away. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I don't know about that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I believe that'll bring us to the end of the Vash, or well, Trigun Stampede. Yeah! Interesting name. But as usual, we hope you guys have a great afternoon, morning, night, wherever you are, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye.